Hey everyone, Benji here coming at you from the Contractor Evolution Studio. One of the many questions on the minds of contractors is this, how do I keep the high performers in my business? I have a few really talented, really hardworking people who I want, who I actually need to keep around for a while. We get this question almost daily. So think about your company right now. I bet there are a handful of guys and girls who come to mind who you really wouldn't want to lose, whose presence makes your company infinitely better, right? So how do you create a long-term home for these people? Okay, well, I'll tell you what's not gonna do it. Monthly pizza nights, team go-karting, some cheesy laser tag, or some arbitrary dollar an hour raise. High performers, the people you really want, they need to ascend. They need to experience personal and professional growth. This is the hallmark of phenomenal employees. At the same time, though, your organization needs people to step up and take on more, while you, as a leader, need to begin intentionally removing the many hats you wear. A key tool to finding the intersection between these three things is the career development meeting. This is a really good episode because my co-host Igor is going to take us through who you want to be doing these meetings with and who not, how to prepare yourself and your key staff for the meeting, and then how to use the insights gained to execute the right moves that match the development your star employees need with the strategic direction that the organization is going in. So let's dive into the career development meeting with Igor. You're listening to Contractor Evolution, where we unpack the systems, tactics, and skills you need to take your fast-growing contracting business to the next level. If you're here to learn what it takes to scale up, work less, and increase profitability, you've come to the right place. Stay tuned to learn what separates the new breed of contractor from the old school, and welcome to your ultimate guide on the business of contracting. Okay, Igor, let's talk about career meetings. You've done a ton of these. Um, I think a good place to start would just be like, what are they? Why are they important? Yeah, great question. So career meetings are an interesting concept that I think are not on the minds of a lot of leaders, at least as much as they should be. If you think about it, business is growing over time, right? Often at quite a steep rate, uh, more and more things are coming up that need people's wholehearted attention, whether it's people in, in management roles or taking the lead on key projects, things like that. So that's happening. Number two, you've got smart people that want to develop. They want to take on more, right? I think we've seen that in our organization in the past couple of years. And you as a leader are often finding yourself pretty overwhelmed, mm -hmm. right? And one of the things that you also want to do is take stuff off of your plate. So you've got these three elements that are converging. And if you think about it strategically, they're all pointing in the same direction, which is you need to develop and you need to ascend your good people into higher level roles. I think that word ascend is really, really important because this comes totally. up a lot with, with the contractors we work with. How do I hold on to my really, really good people? I don't want them to leave to another company for a dollar an hour more. Totally. I don't want <clears throat> them to like make this drastic career change. God forbid, I don't want them to go start their own company. Totally. So that idea, like you need to create space for them to ascend into is really critical to holding on to them. Totally. They want it. The company needs, needs it as it. an organization yeah. and you as an individual also want it for your lifestyle, right? So it's all really one idea. So really like what this, and, and I really like to refer to it as a career development meeting and what it is, it is, it is a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the key employee. And that's the key word is it's the key employee. Um, 
that allows you to focus and understand everything that's on their mind in relation to where they're currently at and their development in their role as it pertains to working for you or in your company. Got it. Okay. Right. So, so would there be like, um, would there be specific people that you're doing this with in your organization versus not doing this with? Totally. So this is certainly something that you're not doing with everybody. And that's where I think here's a key point. This is not a performance review. You would do a performance review with a lot of people, a career development meeting you're doing strategically with specific people where you see the potential of development opportunities or the potential of ascension so these are hand-picked people within They're an organization. People. So um, in the realm of a contracting business, like you, maybe you run a renovations company, like you have a really skilled, a really good skilled carpenter mm-hmm. who your business could not, you know, operate without, or you have an amazing project manager, or totally. maybe you're in a landscaping business and you have this, uh, this really strong foreman who could become an operations manager. It's, th- it's those types of people. It's not just like everybody gets one. Exactly, 100%. So I would do a performance review with a lot of people. Um, I would not do a career development meeting with all of them. I would handpick the one. So it comes, it's separate from a performance review. It often comes after a performance review, um, but it's certainly not, not done with everybody. It's the people that you've isolated that are candidates for potential ascension. And it's not that they all will. If you do it with five people, it doesn't mean that you're going to be moving all of them either in an upward in like a promotion or laterally, but it's the people that you're heavily considering for that, for that type of move. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, is there, is there like a, uh, a time in the year when you would be doing these? Totally. Yeah. So it's, I often really like to do these around the year end. So when, when I really look back at the last couple of years, my entire December, so you've got the holidays, but otherwise my entire December is fully dedicated to annual strategic planning for the following year, right? And performance reviews and career development meetings. So it's really that like December, January kind of time. And I say that for a few reasons. One, uh, most people naturally mark the end of a year with a time of change and forward thinking. We're kind of programmed that way from totally. a pretty young age. Totally. Right. So that's one reason. And the other bigger reason is, is I find that if you don't identify like a common time of year to do this, what's going to happen? You get busy, projects keep pushing forward. You've got a million things on the go. Mm. You don't do it. So this is why I like to have this ritualistic sort of time. And as a matter of fact, I have this reminder that goes off in my phone, kind of like early (laughs) mid-November that says no things in December. (laughs) And what that means is, don't uh, take anything else on. Do not take anything. Like all of December is annual strategic planning for the following year. Performance reviews, at least the ones that I take part in myself. So for our higher level staff and career development meetings yeah. with key people. That's it. That's my entire December. This seems like the kind of thing that would be very, very easy to back burner and people. Totally. Because it's yeah. not urgent per se. No, it's not. It's like it's not as urgent as like finishing this project totally. that we need to get done and get yeah. paid on to yeah. like you know, close out the year. Yeah. But it, but strategically in terms of your long-term business growth, it's actually way more important than that project. hundred percent. So that's, that's, that's why that reminder. That's why up. I like to stick it in there. And that's why it's at that time every single year. Right. And again, you can keep delaying it, but what happens is, is, is all these benefits, which we'll talk about throughout this episode, which are very powerful for your key people and retaining them, 
pushing their performance, developing them. They're not going to happen if you keep putting this on the back burner. So, okay. So I, I do want to die. I like, I really want to dive into how to actually do these. I'm sure you've got a fairly structured approach around prep and execution and follow up and any other sort of just foundational thoughts um, on yeah. this career meetings idea. Totally. So one of the key things I think to mention is, is who they're really like what this doesn't apply to. Right. And we talked about the fact that it doesn't apply to all of your employees, yeah. but from a business perspective, I think this is really going to come into play where you're doing at least, you know, you're doing a couple million a year, I would say. Right. So if you're doing five, six hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue right now, I totally understand this may not be the most front of mind yeah. thing for you. Where this really comes into play is when you're wanting to form a true organizational structure with people that ascend in terms of their leadership roles, where you actually have other people taking higher level leadership roles. You've got major projects that you're trying to drive, whether it's big marketing initiatives or implementation of certain technologies or whatever, but you're in that state of business where there's, where you're thinking strategically about development of your team. You need, you need these like solid pillars that yeah. you can build onto over time. And there's a certain stage in your business's growth where you as a company are are ready and able to do that. So totally. may, maybe for maybe for someone who is, you know, five hundred K a year, six hundred K a year, stick to just do some performance reviews for everyone. Like give yeah. give valuable feedback and we'll do a separate episode on that specifically. But this is more for like building those pillars within your organization. Exactly. Right. You've got three roofers keep, keep doing your thing, right? It's, it's, it's when you've got it, got a much more robust organizational structure and you need to think about how you retain high performers and how you ascend them into higher level leadership roles, essentially. So I want to put that out there. Um, I want to, I know we're going to get into some of this process stuff. Um, some of the things that you're going to want to have as you go into this time of year. So let's just say it's a December. One of the things that you're really going to want to plug into your calendar for each one of them um, you want to be blocking off some time right away where you form the preparation because prep is a huge part of this, how you prepare that employee to think about these things. There's a document we're going to talk about. You want to get some of that stuff, some time into your calendar to get that stuff together, right? So that's a key thing. To Block get schedule this right off the bat. Block schedule it right away, yep. And, um, and then from there, you're going to want time block scheduled into your calendar to actually review their preparation prior to the meeting, right? And for you to think through it. And then you need time scheduled into the meeting itself. So all that to say is like, you need to plan this a bit in advance, but also understand this is a bit of an undertaking for you as a leader, right? Totally. Yeah. It's, it seems like a bit of a project. This isn't just like something you show up to half cocked and be like, yeah, what do you want to do? That's exactly future? what I'm getting at, right? This isn't like we're sitting on the back of the tailgate on a job site and chatting about your future career development path. And you might do that casually from time to time with people. But what we're talking about here is a way more intentional it's exercise. Formal. It's formal. Yeah. Okay. It's very formal. So, okay. So let, let's say somebody wanted to go about doing this for the, for the first time, or, or maybe they've done it um, informally in the past. Like if, if you wanted to do this properly, uh, how would you go about preparing for one of these meetings? Yeah, great question. So there's really two sides to this preparation. So the one side is what this, what you're asking this employee to prepare which is super important. Right? So they like, actually do their own prep for this. They do their own prep. Now you give it to them. You give them the framework of the preparation because what you're doing is you're leading their thought processes through this, but you're tasking them to sit down for at least an hour and a half, two hours to think about this. Okay. 
right? And and this is kind of bigger picture career development stuff for them. So it's not necessarily, they're not doing this at the office. They're grabbing a glass of wine at home one evening and we're sitting down by the fire outside and 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 thinking through this kind of stuff. It's but deep thought. It's deep thought, but you give them a framework of questions, which we'll talk about here in a second. So, but the point is, there's their preparation, okay, right? So that's one sphere of it, and then the other sphere of it is your preparation as a supervisor as you go into this. So there's really these two elements. Where do you want to start? Let's do let's do the employee prep first, and then let's talk about how you would sort of prepare as the supervisor or the leader. Yeah, great. So. On, on their side, one of the things I really like to do is to give them a bit of a framework to help guide their thought process. And I do this in the form of sending them just a Word, Microsoft Word document, right? And I have, and, I, and what I do is I talk to them first and I give them context to what this whole career development process is, why we do it within our organization, why it's important for them to think through this kind of stuff and why it's so important for us to then have a productive meeting and talk about it so that we can set the right next steps for their development in their career. So sending, so just sending them a document saying, hey, can you fill this out next week? I want to talk to you about it later. That's probably... What's going to happen? They probably won't fill it out or they'll and, they yeah. just, but they, they, do, won't, they won't really get how it fits in. So how, like, I mean, can you give an example of maybe how you would set that context for someone? How would you explain why this is important and how it's going to affect them? Totally. So I'd have a, I'd, I'd take some time to have a pretty meaningful conversation with them, ideally in person, whether it's when we're leaving a job site or at the office or whatever it might be. But I would say, Hey, Benji, um, one of the things I've just noted is uh, it's been two and a half years that you've been here and you've been in the same kind of role. It's really awesome. Um, we've done some performance reviews. You're clearly doing a lot of stuff. Well, one of the things that's been on my mind that I'd like to do towards the end of this year, and let's just say this is kind of fall time, that I'd like to do towards the end of this year is I'd like to take some time, focus time for you and I to talk a bit about your career, your career's development path, the needs of our organization, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And it would be really cool if we took some time outside of the office, outside of the job site in a more casual environment where we could just think a bit more big picture. What do you think? Right. And then from there, I'd say one of the things that would really help get this thought process going is if I sent you a few questions to think about, just so we don't get into a meeting where you're thinking about these things for the first time. It'd be super helpful, I think, for you and for this whole conversation if you were to take a bit of time prior. And I'll give you a guideline of some of the questions. But if you took some time prior, casually grab a glass of wine, sit by the fire, whatever you want to do, but take some time to think through these questions, meaningful time, like an hour and a half, two hours, I'll get you to send them back to me before the meeting so that I can actually review them. And then we can sit down for a really meaningful conversation about your future. So you've just added a a whole new layer of significance to this conversation that wouldn't be there if you just sent out the document without that conversation. It's a bit of a prod saying like, Hey dude, like we're going to, we're going to have an important conversation here. It's about your future. Can you, can you get ready for it? hundred percent. And what does it do to your level of trust with me? as a leader. Oh, it would be huge. It'd be huge. I mean, like, first of all, it's kind of flattering because you're like, oh, obviously I'm doing some things well. They want to talk about the future. That's a good sign. Oh, there's a bit of a framework for me to follow. We're going to, we're going to spend some time discussing like my needs. Okay. I'll like, I'm going to carve out two hours to go do this. Totally. Right. Yeah. And you probably know that, that, that the leader is a pretty busy guy, right? The person that runs the company and the fact that they're saying, Hey, I'm going out of my way. I want to take time to talk to you and to think about your your development path in your career says a lot, right? Mm-hmm. How long um, how long do you 
like, do you send this out a couple weeks before the actual meeting happens? Yeah, exactly. So I make sure that I get it out to them two to three weeks in advance of the meeting because what I need... Not the night before. (laughs) Not the night before. um, Because I need, coming with this example, keep going with this example, I need you to send it back to me a bit of time in advance of the meeting so that I can actually review it and think about your responses before we get into the meeting. So I send it to you two to three weeks in advance of our career development meeting. When do you ask for it back? And I want it back, what I typically say is 48 hours in advance. Okay. And the reason I say this, I don't need it that much prior because I want it to be front of mind for me. Now it's not one hour in advance, it's 48 hours in advance and I want it to be pretty front of mind for you as well. But I give them plenty of time to do it because I want them to schedule a time to do it when they've when they're in the right headspace and not just like oh, i gotta bang this off my list along with a million other things i'm doing okay. at the office right okay cool so that is awesome and makes perfect sense um i really like what you said about sort of giving them a nudge and, and sort of saying hey this is important take it seriously what does the actual document look like can you give us an idea of what that employee prep process uh is tangibly yeah 100 percent. so we've been doing this a really long time and following this, this this kind of process. So I'll walk you through this this document here. Um, basically, there's kind of a first page that gives some context. So it literally says like uh, the following are review questions designed to help you process through your career development path, and it speaks to the purpose of this actual meeting that'll be coming up. Um, you know why they're filling out this preparation. So yes, I've talked to them about it, but it literally says this on the first page as they kind of open this, because if you think about it, it'll be sometime later after that conversation that they do, right? Um, and and here it says the outcome of this preparation and career meeting process is to align together on what you want to achieve in the future, to develop a plan of focus for your growth and development, all this kind of stuff. So it gives them some context. And then these questions are really interesting because it's it's kind of a nice roadmap for them to think through. So there's kind of like there's a section for their current role where I'm asking some things like what specific aspects of your current role do you feel that you really excel at due to your natural strengths and experience? Uh, what specific aspects of the role do they enjoy the most? What do they feel they don't excel at? What do they not enjoy the most? Right. So I'm kind okay. of, I'm walking them down this thought process. You're, sh- you're showing them how to go about reflecting on this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> give, I'm giving them a framework. People need structure. People like just simple instructions like that do make it a lot. Like this is so much easier or more effective than just saying, "Hey, can you can you jot down some thoughts about the future?" About the future, or yeah. Your like career, that's a bit too at. nebulous, a bit too vague. Exactly. This is like fill in the blanks template. Well, it's but easy. if I tell you, you know, hey Benji, what are aspects of your current role where you're feeling underutilized? Mm, that's a really that good question. That gives you something that's to really think good, about. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, and then and then there's questions around future vision, right? So if I say to you, what do you think about the future as opposed to describe in detail for me your vision for the next two to four years, both personally and professionally? Right. Right. Um, I want you to describe your very tangible career goals in the next two to four years. Right. Um, We can get into some relationship stuff. Right. What are the core needs that you have of your supervisor for your development in the next two years? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. This is deep stuff. It's pretty deep stuff, right? We're so we're getting into strengths, opportunities, future vision, long-term stuff. Um, I'm asking them about like what sort of formal training or development opportunities, whether it's internally in the company or externally for development that they feel that they need. Um, 
how can the company and their supervisors support their career objectives. So there's tons of really good stuff in here. Again, we've developed this over a very long period of time, um, but uh, it really gives them this framework to think about. And it's so powerful because they come into the meeting having thought through this quite well. Okay, cool. And I think we're going to make this available to listeners to just download this template and, and fill in for themselves, use it with their employees and their teams. hundred percent. And even better, I think this example that I'm looking at with actual example responses is absolutely fantastic to look through. And yes, absolutely. You can have it. Cool. Okay. So that uh, employee gets sent the document. They read through the questions. They go for a long walk. They think about it. They fill out, they do like they, they fill this thing out. They send it back to you. Um, what are you doing to prep as the supervisor? Yeah, great question. So your job is a couple of things. So number one, you have to have to review what they've said to you super thoroughly in advance of the meeting. And this isn't like looking at it on your phone as you're walking to the coffee shop, right? And about to meet up with them. This is like, you've printed it out well in advance. You've sat down, you've taken some time to think through it over coffee, you've got a pen, you're marking down your notes of what you think of what comes to mind for you as you read a bunch of their responses, right? So um, you've taken the time to do that. You've also taken the time to, um, to think through the organizational needs in the coming years. Let's say plus minus two years. Uh, the way that I like to think about this is there are different houses up high on the mountain that people need to begin to occupy, mm -hmm. right? And this is this whole ascension concept, right? So I know as our company is growing, we need people to take on more responsibility in what we're doing. We need people to take stuff off of me and my right. plate. There's new endeavors. You as an entrepreneur, you have a million ideas. There's new stuff that you want to create, whether it's different verticals, expanding geographically, big initiatives you want to implement. People need to lead those things. You know this very well. They're not going to happen if you just keep stacking stuff on your shoulders. You're going to keep thinking about it for years, right? So you need to give people, the right people, these opportunities. So I'm kind of looking at, okay, what are these homes that need someone in them to right. lead? And who might be some of my players that I might ascend up to there? But the prep, when you read, through, when it's been done well and you mm -hmm. read through it, that's going to inform you a huge amount of, about where this person may actually belong. Could go, potentially. Could go, could yeah. go. That's the key, Not a right? guarantee, but not, this is, okay, they, they like this stuff and they, they definitely don't like that stuff. I shouldn't put them in that house. Like, it's just, it's going to give you some insight around potentially where they belong. 100%. And that really, when, when you're a higher level, more strategic leader, that's a huge part of your work of like, what is the landscape of the future of this business look like and who could potentially go where? Okay, yeah. cool. So, so that's what I'm thinking through. Anything else on the prep stuff? That's pretty thorough. No, it's pretty thorough. Remember that uh, there's a fine balance here of like, you need to be pretty well prepared as a leader. Like you've read through their prep, you've thought through the future vision of the business, but this meeting is really about them. And we'll get into the meeting in a second. So you want to be very well prepared, but it's not about you. You're not going in there prepared where you're given a two hour speech. You're there to listen to them really. I think that's a really important point to emphasize. Like you're, you're, so you're not showing up to this meeting to say, hey, here's what your future looks like in the company. Here's your next job. Here's your next role. Here's your next promotion. That is not what this that's is about. That's completely not what it's about. The meeting is completely about them. You're showing up with your ears, not with your mouth, so to speak, right? So you're there to listen to them. You're thinking and your decision-making. We'll talk about it in a bit, I'm sure, but that comes after the meeting. The purpose of actually getting together with them of this coffee or this glass of wine or whatever it is, is about them and their thoughts and where they think their development goes. Hence this awesome 
uh, career meeting preparation doc. Okay, got it. So that makes a ton of sense. Let's talk about the meeting itself. Here, here yeah. like the, the day arrives. Uh, it is Simon or Tim or Sheila's, you know, totally. career They're meeting prepared day. prepared for it. They're I've ready read for it. it. They're probably yeah. excited. Walk us through how the meeting should go. Yeah, 100%. So first of all, where are you doing it uh, is really important. So it's not on the tailgate. <laughs> at the job site, right? It's not in the office. It's not in the office with all these things going on. Um, it is It is in a super casual setting, right? So think like nice coffee shop, not a super loud bar. It's a nice coffee shop. There's some background music. It's quiet. It's relatively quiet. It's private. That's a key thing. So it's not a place where you're like sitting right by other people, whether it's like restaurant, coffee shop, bar, but also obviously not office. There's a value in the right kind of environment. They're hugely, hugely. And I, I, I don't want to blow past this point without explaining why, right? Like if you, so there's, there's a couple of things here. Number one, you go to a nice setting. It, it adds significance to the meeting. It doesn't mm-hmm. blend in with all the other meetings they have it's in different. the year. It's, it's different. A, it's a breakup in the sequence. Exactly. Um, it's away from all the operational stresses, teammates, customers, suppliers, the goings on of the business mm-hmm. are they feel distant, and so there's a level of transparency and honesty. I think an employee is is able to get into that they wouldn't be able to if you did oh. this like on the like in the driveway in the, of someone in the back of my truck. On yeah. The tailgate, yeah, right, right, <laughs> exactly. So, the, so the, the environment really matters. The environment totally matters. The timing also matters. One of the things you don't want is is them to be in and around the day to day of their work, whether it's it's you know their their employees that they oversee on the job site or like the phone calls of the office or whatever. Um, it either, it's sometimes early in the morning, but I think more often at the end of a day, mm-hmm. like at the end of a, a week, let's say like later Friday afternoon, something like that. So the location is important. The timing is also important. You want, you talk about the location should mentally separate them from the day to day. So should the timing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good points. What next? So, once you are there, uh, one of the really important things to start with is just a lot of rapport and catching up, right? So again, you don't just want to roll into business. I spend quite a bit of time catching up and just chit-chatting because I want them in a really relaxed, casual headspace. It's, you know, thinking back to it, it's, it's at least like 15, 20 minutes of nothing meaningful. How are They're they doing? Out. How's their family? Like, you know, you can talk about work, obviously, but it's, it's in a broader kind of general sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. So making them feel comfortable, getting just uh, getting to, I mean, you know them, but, but uh, catching up with them on a, on a human level before you you get to the nitty gritty. hundred percent. You want them to feel chill, relaxed, comfortable. Um, As you kind of get into the, the more focused career development side of, of the conversation, one of the things I really like to do is, is I, I, I'll signal a few things to them from their prep just to indicate the fact that I've read it thoroughly um, people like to be acknowledged that way. So like you would, you would make mention of specific details that you read in their prep just exactly. purely to show, Hey, I, I've, I've taken I the, did time. the work too. I've taken the mm-hmm. time and I care about the, the effort and the time that you've invested into putting thought into your career Got development. It. It's noted. And I'll tell you why I do that. Um, I do it because I spend a good chunk of the next meeting. I'm talking like the next hour, hour and a half, having them go through their prep with me. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Totally. Because yes, I've had them fill out the paper because, and here's, here's another key is the reason I've had them do that is because I've wanted them to think through stuff for themselves prior, but I still want them to present it to me because you get 
a certain percentage of their thought through the paper when you read it, but you only get a small percentage of it. Where it's really going to come from is where they can truly explain it to you. Mm. You can ask real probing questions. You can dissect it. You can dive into it and you can have a really nice conversation. Now, again, super important that they filled it out because it means that they've taken the time to pre-think through it. And that's where a lot of the value comes from. But the uh, really juicy stuff, the juicy stuff comes probably in, con- in, in conversation. The, the nuance, now. the emotion, the story, the yeah. pain, the excitement, all that stuff. Exactly. That do- doesn't really make its way into the prep the as, paper. as well as it can an actual real conversation. Exactly. And if I just went into that without signaling through them and, and, and referencing a few things in their prep to, to indicate the fact that I've read it, it might almost seem like they're showing up to read it to me where I haven't even taken the time to read it. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. so that, that, that's one thing I like okay. to kind of, to sprinkle in a few of these points early on. And then what I do from there is then I have them go through it top to bottom with me. And I almost put on my interviewing just like a, when I'm, you know, like a really good interviewer, I put on my listening hat right? And I get my ears ready to roll. And, and what I do is I'm asking probing questions. I'm getting a deeper understanding we're unpacking these concepts. I'm there 110% focused mm-hmm. just to listen to them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Totally makes yeah. sense. I, I'm jotting down notes, capturing stuff that's important. Yeah, totally. Like I've got, I've got a black leather, my little black leather binder. I've got the printouts of this stuff and I've got a pen. They see that I'm taking notes and jotting stuff down. I'm clearly, I'm 100% present. I'm attentive. I'm listening. Totally. We need to yeah. do a whole other episode on active listening. That's a whole, that's a whole, whole other one. Yeah. Okay, cool. But the point is you're going out of your way to show how present, how focused you are on them in this moment. And you're not just showing it. You are. You are. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then what? So from there, um, I just want to make a mention of the fact that while you're there listening to them, you're 100% present. What, one of the things you do want to add is it is you want to be bringing some value to the table as well from a perspective of like where you see the future could go. Now, you're absolutely not making promises of we are doing this as a company or we are putting you in this or that role. But you're when you hear them say certain things, you're reaffirming what you hear and talking very generally about the future of the company and where things are going as it pertains to those topics. But no promises. No promises, right? But you're talking about like the initiatives that you absolutely know are coming down the pipe, right? You're talking about roles that people will begin to take over over time, right? So it's clear to them that, hey, there's like some function to this conversation here. We're not just, they're not saying I would love to be an XYZ type of role in the next two to three years and you're just like silent so it occurs to me like really all you're doing here is is helping your employee think through their wants and needs Mm -hmm. and you're thinking through your organizational wants and and needs and you're seeing where where potentially there's a fit yeah and you're not making promises but you're talking you're you are indicating to them that hey we as an organization are headed somewhere yeah i want to put this on your radar totally yeah. there there are great roles that people are going to take over there's really cool shit that we're going to dive into as an organization right whether it's expansion implementation of stuff big projects initiatives we're going to take on things like that now um for this you know this this career meeting is there anything else like really important that you need to do at this sit down or is that pretty much it um the, the, the bulk of it is absolutely in the active listening. So we talked about it. There's the rapport section. The bulk of it is in them unpacking their prep in the active listening. That, that, that's what your job is. If you're doing your job, 
you are hearing them and you're Mm -hmm. seeking to understand, you're asking the probing questions, you're expanding on the topics, getting them to really dive in. At the end, what you do is you schedule the follow-up. So what you don't do is make any kind of promises of, you know, okay, great, Tim, here's where I think you should go. You're head of marketing. Exactly, right? Um, You're not making those kind of promises. You listen to them and, and you end with like, Tim, is there anything, I've heard this, I've heard that. Is there anything else you want to talk about? We've got time. Do you feel like you've kind of put it all out on the table? Awesome. Great, man. It's been so good to hear kind of how you've been feeling about stuff, what's good, what isn't, where you think, I, I really want to thank you for putting the time into the prep, for sitting down with me, for really thinking through this. I think it's powerful for you and your career development path. And it's also been really good for me to understand. So thank you. Cool. So that that's where I kind of kind of end that part of the conversation, and then at the very end, uh, I schedule a follow up meeting, and I do that right there, and I schedule the time where we're going to reconvene, and I do it weeks out, not just days out, but I do it weeks out where we're going to follow up after I've taken some time to think. So okay, got it. You you do the career meeting, you schedule a follow up a couple weeks out. What are you doing between the end of that career meeting and the follow up? Yeah, great, great question. So this is the key time of your reflection and you mapping out the action. So here's where the rubber meets the road, right? Everything up to here has been you preparing for and doing the learning about where they're at. So what you do from here is you take schedule time. So you talked about block scheduling. You block schedule time after this meeting while it's still fresh in your mind to reflect back on it, right? On the meeting, to read back through your notes and to read back again through their preparation coming into it, right? So this document that we talked about, I'll read through their input again, I'll read through my notes, I'll reflect back on the meeting. And this is the really impactful piece is then you strategize, you plan, and you decide what key moves you are making or you're not making. That's when it happens. It's post meeting with them, where you've got your free think space. So you, you're you thinking, do I, am I making a lateral shift? They're going to actually occupy a different position on the org chart. Uh, maybe I'm giving them a new project or initiative. Maybe they're going to report to someone else. There's a whole host of things that, whole it, host of that things. it could be. Or nothing. That's why you don't make any promises. Or that's the other big thing. Or nothing. And that's okay. That's okay also. Right? If you thought that there could, you have an inkling, it could go in some direction, but when you really critically hear what they're saying and you look at their prep and it's just not a fit, you don't make the move. Right. Right? So it's what, are you going to make a chess move or are you not? And what move are you making? So this, this is like, this is an important point. There's so much different than like arbitrarily giving people new jobs because they've been there for a certain period of time, which I think is the mistake we're trying to avoid with these tools and these conversations. Yeah. It's, it's arbitrary, right? It's like, you've got a problem with your car and I'm just going to throw some, throw some oil in it, throw some oil in it, (laughs) but I've not taken the time to understand what's wrong. And, and, you know, maybe I'm throwing oil in, maybe, you know, I'm throwing windshield washer fluid in, maybe some antifreeze. I have no idea, right? I'm just throwing something in there, but I, I haven't even taken the time to diagnose what's wrong. So that's the key thing is, is this is the, the part where the rubber meets the road and you make the decisions, but you've done all this stuff that we've talked about so far to be able to get to this point and make a great educated decision. What do you do from there? I'm assuming you, you, you make the call and inform them or, or put some stuff in motion. Like what's, what's sort of, where do we go from here? Yeah, great question. So th- this is the fun stuff. So if I am making a move, this is where it gets fun. So I, uh, we've got the time scheduled. 
that day arrives, I meet with them. And again, in that sim- same or similar kind of environment, it's out of the day to day, it's a bit different. It's at the right time of week, the right time of day, all that stuff. Check in again. We've got a bunch of rapport. Have things been since we last talked? And here's the key. One of the things I do is I do a check-in to make sure nothing's changed. Hey, Tim, it's really great. We have spent like two weeks. We had an awesome conversation. I learned a lot. Thanks again for taking the time to share it. Um, I just want to check in because it's been a few weeks. I'm sure you've thought through some of that stuff a bit further. Do you still feel the same way? Has anything changed? Is there anything new you want to kind of talk about it and make sure that they're not like, man, I've been really thinking about it. And you know, I said this is actually like really bad idea, yeah. right? So you just check in, you make sure that nothing's really changed. And, uh, and then from there, if their perspective has remained the same, that's the point where you propose the decision that you've made. Cool. Cool. So this, this really is uh, like having gone through this now, I'm realizing this is way more employee focused than it is like leader focused. Like it is about them, their wants and needs. I mean, at, at least that's the, the process of the conversation. The process. Is, I realize that the outcome is about what the organization needs, but the way you're going about yeah. conversating through this is very them focused. Like 110%. Yeah. You, you said it perfectly there. Um, and then, and then from there, once we've made some of these decisions, if I am making a move, right, um, nothing changes today, but as of that point forward, the ball is officially in motion, right? And, uh, and from here, like yesterday, there's no official role change, compensation structure change, uh, reporting structure change, et cetera. But as of that point forward, you've discussed it and the ball's officially moving forward in motion. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I, I love this. I think this is um, like a, a really good, clean, clear fit framework to work through for any business owner um, for whom it makes sense to do this. But right, it's a lot of work. This it is, is like, a lot of this work. This is a decent amount of time. This is a decent amount of effort. Totally. So why don't well, you just well think about it? Right. Look at all the stuff that's happened. Right. You've you've scheduled all these things in way in advance. You've taken the time to create their preparation. Right. Which again, I would highly urge you to look at our example career development meeting preparation form. But you've made some adjustments to it. You've sent it out to them. You've had them review. Then you've taken it back and gone through your preparation process. Yeah. Then you've met with them thoroughly. This right? is not insignificant. No, yeah. then you've taken the time to reflect yourself after that meeting and then you've met with them again for the follow-up. So what I want to ask is let's just, because it's a decent amount of work, let's just cover what what have you as a business owner, as a strategic leader, as the visionary for your company, what have you gained by doing this? Yeah, so four big things come to mind for me. So number one, one of the cool things that I think has happened here is you've led this individual down a road to reflect on where they want to go and what they want in the coming years of their career. Which they don't get a huge opportunity to do, by the way, when they're like on a roof no. banging on shingles or on site coordinating sub trades or in the selling office. jobs totally. or whatever, right? They, totally. Like they're, they're in it. They don't actually don't have the space to do this reflection and you've created the space for them. And very few other leaders are going to walk their people down that path, right? So your competitor on the other side of town probably isn't doing this kind of stuff. Whole, I can stuff. guarantee you they're not. Right. And one other cool thing I just want to point out on this, on this point is that you've walked them down this path to come about it themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like you've told them just here's, not here's what down. you're doing. It's yeah. not top down. You've it's come. It, it's it's been 
developed in a way where they come up with it themselves. So that's kind of the first benefit is you've led this individual to reflect on where they want to go, which I think is super cool. Uh, number two, you've taken the time to hear them, to make them feel understood, to make them feel valued. And that, again, very few leaders do. Your competitor across town isn't doing that with their key staff. It shows a lot about your level of care as a leader. Yeah, I, I think I think even if, uh, because we're talking about this, like, like these moves are slow, they take time, but making somebody feel understood, understood feel heard, feel valued, feel like they have a place within the organization beyond the end of this year, you, in a way, you've bought yourself some time with that person. You have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, speaking of that whole retention of high performers piece. Um, number three, one of the cool things then for you and for the organization is that by understanding them, uh, you've learned about where they want to go, Right. That's valuable when it comes to you being a strategic leader and looking at all the puzzle pieces and figuring out where does what sit. You know where your key people want to go. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you're now making decisions from a much more informed perspective. Um, we've talked about this on other episodes, like with Dr. Ken Keyes. It's some, like sometimes leaders give people promotions that they don't even want it in the first place. 100%. Yeah, yeah. he's joked about a couple yeah. of instances, right? You're like, so. hey, here's your new job. It's like way more responsibility, a bit more money. And they're like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like exactly. this, you're, you're totally avoiding those mistakes. Okay, yeah. cool. 100%. Anything else? And then, and then also like one of the things you've done, if you think about that step after the career development meeting, you've taken this very focused think block of time that you've given to yourself and you've used all this information, like you're reflecting on the meeting, your notes from the meeting, the uh, their, their completed preparation document, and you've used it strate to strategically be able to figure out where you want to go. So you've created that time for yourself. Cool. And it's not off the cuff, right? So anyway, those are kind of four big things that come to mind for me, big benefits that I've seen come out of this whole process. So yes, it's a bit of an endeavor. And this is, by the way, we're talking about in the context of one person. Sometimes you might have two to three people you're doing this with within this kind of December, January timeframe. But, um, but what's cool is that by blocking off that time, you get all these benefits. And in my experience, they pay back in dividends. Totally. Okay. I love it. So that's career meetings. That's career development meetings. Take the time Think through the preparation to prepare this effectively. Uh, grab and download this document. Feel free to use it. Um, but uh, as much as it takes a bit of time, the reward is well worth it. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Hey, if you enjoyed this show, hit that subscribe button. It's what allows us to produce more awesome content for you totally for free.